Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. be discussing season one episode 13 titled root cause yet another excellent episode i'm gonna be honest this might be the best episode we've discussed so far it's absolutely amazing absolutely fantastic and i love literally every single thing about it it is just straight up perfection like the first 15 minutes of this episode on its own takes you on a goddamn journey like this starts yet that great opening where uh reese is beating on the dude who is planning to kill his ex-wife and then new number it's this construction manager, family man, who goes out and has a double life where literally he leaves his house every day saying he's gonna go to work, but turns out he actually got laid off months ago and is just looking for a job and going to pawn shops and trying to support his family while not telling them that, like, he's the classic... Uh, dude who has too much pride. It's like, I'm supposed to be the provider. Like, that guilt. And it's like, man, this guy's down on his luck. Like, maybe, maybe he'll do something bad. And then it escalates when they hack into his computer and they find that This dude goes to a lot of political websites and is specifically targeting, uh, specifically mad at this one congressman who just so happens to be the congressman who's responsible for all these layoffs. And he's also sending emails. He has an anonymous, uh, a private email account. That he's using to send death threats to that congressman. And it also just so happens that he now has a job working at an event in honor of that exact congressman. And he applied to own a rifle. He applied for a license to own a rifle. Um, so... It's looking a lot like... This dude is about to kill a congressman. So now it's like, okay, we have to save this congressman from this guy who's about to murder him. But then, like, rug gets pulled out from under you again. Turns out, wait a minute, these emails didn't originate from the dude's computer. And his search history has been spoofed. This guy's being set up. Reese 
tackles our number, and then someone else shoots the congressman and runs away, leaving our number holding the bag for this assassination. Like, that's the first 10 to 15 minutes of this episode. That's the first third. And then it just keeps getting better from there. Like, this dude gets arrested. Uh, We find out that there was a hacker who uh, made it look like this dude had the... Had the tendencies to make him want to kill this congressman. Finch. Like. Does a back hack. On them. And then it turns out. Hacker didn't. uh, Wasn't sloppy. Hacker let him in. And then just infects like. Everything on. uh, Finch's system. Including the phones. So Finch has to like destroy everything. And go mobile in the. Uh. In the library. Frickin' Reese, when the FBI is doing a transfer from the police precinct to the courthouse. Just attacks the FBI agents and rescues the number. Because, guess what? The number doesn't, uh, the numbers are never frame-up jobs. They're either victims or perpetrators. He's not a perpetrator, which means he's a victim. If he got set up, that means he's a decoy. Decoys don't last very long, typically. This assassin's gonna go after him. They were planning to get him in the courthouse. So Reese stops that, gets the framed assassin out of the FBI's custody, and is now, now we basically get a cat and mouse game uh, between Reese and his number and this assassin that keeps tracking him down, uh, trying to kill him. It's basically one long chase movie. And we find out there's like a transmitter in her, in his shoe that they're using to track him down. We get this great moment where Reese uses the transmitter to lure the assassin into the bathroom. And then just like beats this dude up in the bathroom. It's great. It's awesome. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, while this is happening, Zoe Morgan returns. Pulling out all the stops for this episode. And helps... Finch to identify who could be the real parties behind this assassination attempt. Turns out this congressman, his company that he operated before being a congressman, turns out they're doing, like, bribery and corner cutting. And the DA is about to launch an investigation into that company. But... He's not running. The congressman's not running his company on a day-to-day basis. He's focusing on campaigning. He's focusing on being a congressman. And the company's actually being run day-to-day by the dude's campaign manager. Now, the campaign manager can't defend himself 
if the congressman is still around to say, hey, I'm not operating this company on a day-to-day basis. My campaign manager is. But congressman's not around to defend himself. It's a lot easier to push the narrative of, yeah, this congressman's a corrupt asshole, huh? Man, what a dick. I'm just a campaign manager. I didn't know. Do-do-do-do-do. It's very much easier to push that narrative. In other words, this campaign manager, Matheson, hired the hacker, who hired the assassin, uh, to kill the congressman and make it look like some nobody killed him. Zoe Morgan's able to show up and be like, hey, I know this, 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 and this. I can help you uh, fix this problem because this dude's still alive. Basically, riles him up enough to get scared and call his hacker. And say, hey, 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 I hired you to do this thing. You're not doing this thing. Like, I need, I need you to do the thing. Basically, confess to everything on a phone call that Finch records. All of this while, again, Reese and the number on the run. Uh, I, I should mention, I totally forgot to mention this scene uh, where the number, like, calls his wife while he's on the run. Reese gets Carter to subtly get the wife on the phone with him. And we get this great moment between the two of them. It's really amazing. Like, honestly, this is one of the most compelling numbers we've had. Because he's just a normal guy. Nothing special about him. Just some dude who just got swept up in this world of hurt for no reason. For nothing he did wrong. Like, every other number we've had in this series, either A, is doing something very, very wrong, i.e. perpetrator, or B, is a victim who's living some dubious double life and is getting involved in some weirdo things, pissing off someone, uh, getting on somebody's bad side. But here, it's just like, this guy did nothing. He's just living his life, and he was just marked for death randomly by sheer circumstance. It's like it's great. He's by far the most compelling number we've ever had. But they continue to go on the run, go on the run, go on the run. Eventually, he turns himself back into the police, goes back into custody. Not long after... An email goes out to Carter and to the FBI guys with a recording that says... With the recording of Matheson implicating himself with the hacker lady. And so now we know, or rather now law enforcement knows, this guy who we've assumed killed the dude didn't actually kill the dude. This was all an elaborate setup. And then, very conveniently, as soon as this happens, Matheson shows up dead of an apparent suicide. Suicide note and all. 
Interesting. Turns out this hacker covered her tracks. Screw her employer. That relationship is burnt. Better protect myself. Bang. Dead. Suicide. All loose ends neatly tied up except for the hacker's identity. And actually it turns out like the Finch sends an anonymous tip like, Hey, I figured out the hacker's working out of this location. Turns out it was just the vacant dorm room of an unsuspecting college student who was on winter break. But other than that, like, what really matters is the dude's back with his family and they're, they're all happy again. All of this is blown over. Zoe Morgan breaks out her two words to make all the reporters go away as, like, one last favor. And then goes off into the night. Then we get this ending. This great, great ending. And uh, and IRC chat opens. On Finch's computer. And it's the hacker. Saying, hi, I wanted to acknowledge a worthy opponent. And Finch asks, who are you? And this hacker says, you can call me Root. And basically leaves, like, a little message of, like, I look forward to next time. Translation, I'm not done. And then reveals that she knows Harold's name. The last thing she types in this chat is the name Harold. And then connection terminated. There's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to say. Okay. I'll say this much. What we just got was a... A great teaser of my favorite character in all of Person of Interest. What we just got is an amazing, incredible, episode-long tease of a character that will come to define Person of Interest in many, many, many ways. And I cannot wait until we meet her officially. I cannot wait until she becomes a bigger part of this series. Because minor spoiler, she does. I cannot wait till she becomes a bigger part of this series. And we can talk more about that character at length. Because... I love that character so much. This is an amazing episode. Like I said, probably the best episode we've talked about so far. It's... Fantastic. I have so much I want to say, but I can't because spoilers. Anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. 
Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I put out there every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 14. Talk to you then.